Welcome to the Southern Connecticut State University Sport Management Podcast Series. I'm Dr. Kevin McGinnis, Assistant Professor, Graduate Coordinator, and Director of Sport Management. Your host for our podcast series is Sean Mobilio. Sean is a candidate for the Master of Science in Sport and Entertainment Management degree with a specialization in Athletics Administration. Take it away, Sean. Hey guys, thanks for joining in SCSU Podcast. Today's topic, we are talking about sports and COVID-19, the recovery phase in college and professional sports. Today on the phone, we have Dr. Jeff Norwood. Dr. Jeff Norwood has an MD. He also worked at numerous hospitals in Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New York. He served in the Air Force, and now he actually um, works with the professional organization, the WNBA, the CT Suns team as a massage therapist. Um, Jeff, thank you for being on today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, you're welcome, Sean. Awesome, awesome. So, so how important was and is education, you know, to your career? Well, I mean, I'm not done learning, basically, but <laughs> uh, you know, I've, been, I've had a lot of education. Uh, you know, said I went to medical school, uh, but it's very important. Uh, that's obvious. Uh, but I've always had a love of learning at an early age. You know gone college medical school even uh did one year law school uh did pilot training in the air force uh um massage therapy and personal training uh i'm actually uh going for my second specialty in um personal training right now with sports performance uh specialist i already have the corrective exercise specialist and sooner or later when all this is settled down because i'm so busy i plan to start studying accounting that's great. So, That's great. Uh, it's it's very important. Well, if you ever need classes, you know Southern Connecticut has those classes. So if you ever need accounting classes, you're more than welcome to come in. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, with all that said, you know what would you do differently, um, or in addition to these guidelines for you know protocol as a doctor in the hospitals or you know in the professional setting of sports? Well, um, it's not so much different because. The problem is that there's so much uncertainty and things are changing every day, sometimes by the hour. So, I mean, the basic things uh, right now are wear a mask, wash your hands and social distance uh, and stay away, you know, from large gatherings. Um, you know, I know people are heading to the beach today. It's going to be 105 degrees uh, as far as the heat index and people want to go out. You know, it's, uh, you know, but uh, these are the three things that are going to, for now, you know, control the spread of the virus um, until we get a vaccine. Um, you know, that's that's it. Yeah. So everything's mostly uncertain, right, Doc? Uh, for sure. So you know, with the new reentry guidelines, so they're saying now. I had an article I read on on UConn, University of Connecticut, June nineteenth statement from university. They they allowed uh, student athletes to return to campus. You know, um, you know, student athletes will be allowed to use strength and conditioning areas without supervision of coaches. You know, student athletes must be must test negative for COVID nineteen before they enter and be quarantined and 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 all that fun stuff. What do you think about all that? And and with the reentry guidelines for athletes, how do you feel about safety for athletes? Well, the beauty about athletes is that most of them are very young and very healthy, and that's a key to fighting any disease. Uh, being young and healthy, your chances of survival are uh, are pretty good. But 
the problem is you can still carry the the virus and the people the ancillary staff who is who are around the, the uh, young athletes they could be at risk because yeah. they have um um comorbidities usually like diabetes high blood pressure asthma or other lung issues so i mean it's a good experiment i could say you know that the uh, young athletes are going to be together you know and they're going to be tested i mean yeah. testing is another problem you know i just found out that even the uh, professional players their tests are taking days to come back so they're not getting the uh, yeah. the results in time so they could be spreading the disease to other players and that's at a the professional level. So there's a problem with the testing right now. Um, but if you're young and healthy, you've got a good chance of surviving the disease. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's as simple as that. But the people around you, you know, are probably going to get it. You know, you're still going to spread it. And now, now, what's protocol when they do get it? It's quarantined and... and... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it varies. You know, like I say, this changes so much, Sean. Um, but... If you test positive, you're going to be uh, taken out of uh, play and, you know, quarantined. You'll arrive about two weeks. Yep. And then uh, you have to have, at most places, two negative tests before you can go back. Wow. You know, so by then the, 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 the season may be over. Yeah. Well, a lot of schools are closing down. And, um, you know, do you think this system will work? Is there enough you know, safety for to play sports in college again? I mean, you can't have any uh, fans in the stands at this point. Uh, you can have healthy players, healthy young players can play. You know? And I think they should attempt. Like I said, I think it's a great experiment. Yeah, and that's, in my mind, that's all it is right now is an experiment because there's so much uncertainty. Yep. You know, so but a certain percentage gets sick, it's going to shut down anyway. You know, and a certain percentage tests positive based on the the rules you know you got to sit out um you're not going to have enough players and players are opting out now even before they even go you know so and i can understand that you know the players are worried you know they have uh uh at least the professional level they have some have kids who have certain comorbidities and they don't want to bring it home to their kids you know and some just don't feel safe and you know this is a very serious thing and there's a lot of uncertainty in everybody's mind. The most important thing I can say is it's uncertain. It's yeah. uncertain what's going to happen. But the last three months of this year is going to be a true test of what's going to happen because the flu, uh, the regular flu, is definitely going to come back, you know, around um, October, November, December. And people aren't going to be able to distinguish distinguish uh, whether or not they have the flu or COVID-19. And that's going to be a scary situation for everybody. Yep. And especially healthcare workers. Uh, Definitely. Because we most likely will be overwhelmed with this situation. Well, you know, what they're doing in universities and schools now is um, they're actually um, doing daily screenings um, before admittance and then to facilities, which include self-screening of symptoms and temperature checks by all students and athletes and staff. All will be provided with guidelines for social distancing, masks, and hand, hand hygiene. You know, uh, do you think that all schools will follow these, you know, reentry plans? Well, I think they have to, but there's the asymptomatic carrier. Um, how do you screen for that? Yep. You know, you can't. 
You know, you can't scream for somebody that's asymptomatic. You know, and there's people who can test positive or test negative one day and two days later, even a day later, test positive. You know, it depends on how the test was done. So they have to follow the CDC guidelines as far as, you know, um, what they need to do. But uh, these guidelines aren't foolproof. Yep. That's, that's good. And do you think, you know, you think students will go back to school in, in person? I think there's going to be a hybrid of uh, um, in-school and distant learning. Yep. And if there's a certain amount of problems in school, uh, there'll be another shutdown. And I, like I say, the last three months of this year is going to be a true test because traditionally, you know, around Thanksgiving, December, you know, school people go uh, go on their vacation, uh, school vacations. Yep. Um, but the fact that they have the distant learning and the uh, in-person learning, it's going to be hard, you know, to distinguish uh, when to come back and when to go at this point. I know a lot of places are trying to wrap everything up by Thanksgiving. This way, I guess they have a long break. Yep. And that'll be nice, but you know, how much learning are you actually going to get done in that period of time? Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be tough. So you know, yeah, so Dr. Jeff, what do you think about um, your thoughts on the Connecticut Suns? You know, first of all, landing a job with a professional uh, organization and working with them—that has to be a treat in itself, especially because you love basketball. Um, you know, can you explain a little bit of how you got to that experience, and then we'll go into you know, what's going on with the team and COVID and the bubble and where they are? Well, let me make it clear. It's a job. It's not a paid job. It's basically a voluntary job. Um, I got it uh, after I finished my massage therapy school and became a massage therapist. I worked with uh, Amy Henry, who is the actual massage therapist of the Connecticut Sun. Uh, and she recruited me to work with them. And it's been a... Uh, very good experience for me working with uh, professional athletes at that level uh, and uh, it's something I've always wanted to do and you know I have intentions of going further with that uh, one day that's great so doc so so what's going on with the COVID what's going on with uh, well like I say there's so much uncertainty Sean you know I wish I could be more specific as far as what's going to happen with the vaccine you know, but uh, nobody knows for sure. I mean, there's uh, many companies working on this vaccine. There's so much shenanigans going on as far as supposedly hacking, you know, trying to get the formulas of the vaccine so certain countries can uh, have it for themselves or have a profit or not be denied getting the vaccine. So it's a lot of politics going on, and I think that's hurting everything, Sean. Uh, the politics of COVID is really getting thick and heavy and, you know, it's just hurting the whole situation. I think we need to drop all this political stuff and just figure out how we're going to survive. And with the vaccine, it's probably going to, you know, even if it happens in January or early next year, it's going to take a while to vaccinate uh, the amount of people we need to achieve herd immunity. And herd immunity basically is going to be anywhere from 60 to 80 to 90 percent of, of the people on this planet um, to be vaccinated in order for the spread to not be as dangerous. And that's going to take probably maybe it may never happen. First of all, the other thing is it's going to take months to 
years to achieve that level. So I'm looking at COVID being with us for a very long time. Uh, it may be just like the flu as far as it comes, it's seasonal, it has a seasonal increase, um, but we never really get rid of it. We only can get vaccinated and you know hope for herd immunity that other people are vaccinated and it, the spread is not as dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I saw the WNBA is in Florida, is that correct? Yes, they're, they're at the IMG Academy and, um, you know, they basically are, I, I would say they're quarantined with their own teams. You know, mm -hmm. I don't believe they're mixing yet. Uh, and when they do mix, in other words, when they start playing games, that's another experiment. That's another true test uh, that's going to happen because there have been WNBA players who have tested positive so far. Some of them have, uh, have not arrived at the um, IMG. Some of them have been quarantined at a negative test, and they are there now. Um, but they, you know, it's going to be hard for them to join the team, um, considering that they were positive. I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I rather don't know. But I would assume that once somebody tests positive, they cannot play. And yeah. they'll have to be quarantined for two weeks and have negative tests. You know, like I say, by that time, most likely the season will be over. Wow. And now some of those players opted to even show up to the bubble in IMG, correct? Well, there's a big fear of this virus. And, yeah. you know, they have, in, as far as I'm concerned, you know, athletes have every right to opt out, you yeah. know, um, because there's no guarantee if they get the virus, they're going to survive. Yep. There's no guarantee if they get the virus, they're not going to spread it to somebody else. Nobody's going to be able to guarantee them that. So if their fear level is that bad, um, it's, you know, in my opinion, you know, they should have a right to opt out. Yep. Uh, because they're not going to be at their best performance. Definitely. Now, are they still getting their salaries? As far as I know, the people who showed up are. But right. I don't know about anything else. I don't okay. I'm not involved in the money business <laughs> or sports. Okay. <laughs> and now, you know, one of my, my my questions I'm curious about is, you know, if you do get COVID-19, you know, what is the recovery phase? What's going on? You know, you're in, in the hospital. You see a lot of this. You know, what are some symptoms? What, what are they doing to recovery and then get back on the road? This is an amazing little little sucker we got going on, COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to say that he or she or it or whatever, but the thing is, this one has uh, something like we've never seen before as far as its versatility. Uh, I would say anything's possible. You know, yeah. you can get it and not feel anything. You can get it and die. You know? yeah. So, you know, that's the whole spectrum. You know, I just heard that 85 uh, babies in Texas uh, got it. So, wow. you know, and now the new age range it's popping up is 20 to 29 year olds, you know, but like I said, if you're young and healthy, chances are you will survive. Yep. Uh, if you have, you know, comorbidities, uh, diabetes, asthma, high blood pressure or immune deficiencies, um, you're probably going to have a tough time with it. And yep. uh, now we have some, we have remdesivir, you know, which we're using on an experimental basis at this point. And, um, I, I'm involved in one study, uh, but we don't have the actual uh, results yet. And then I'm involved to the point where if I see them in the 
emergency department, uh, I will uh, start them on it uh, right away uh, if they are getting admitted and if they are hypoxic. Otherwise, if they don't, if they're having respiratory problems. So that's what we're trying to do in that study. Uh, so, you know, but it's going to be a long time before we have a definite drug and a definite vaccine that can handle this virus. And the virus is an amazing little thing, you know. I mean, yep. amazing in the sense that it's so versatile, can't really get a handle on it. We, it's changing all the time. Yep. We're having spikes at this point across America. Um, you know, I heard, you know, most of the states are now showing increases in the virus. It doesn't mean that they're having increases in hospitalization or increases in deaths, you know, but the virus is still very much around. And, you know, with, like I said, you know, you need to wear a mask, you know, wash your hands and stay away. In other words, social distancing. Yep. It's going to help for now. That's great. And now, you know, just to wrap it up and talk a little bit to the students, you know, what can they do to prevent, like you said, wash your hands, use your mask, anything else in mind that, that comes to you that's important with, you know, hygiene and, and all that stuff, cleaning of clothes and, and, and stuff like that. Anything you have else? Well, I'm going to become a philosopher right now, Sean. <laughs> uh, um, basically, you know, we're living in a very difficult time for human beings, period. Uh, we have a lot of social problems, period, right now. A lot of political problems and a lot of health problems. That combination is, you know, very detrimental to humanity. Uh, we have to look at all those things that are involved and try to be better uh, at this point. And as far as students are concerned, you know, I, I feel for them. You know, I feel I'm a student, you know, um, because I'm always learning. I, I have continuing medical education, continuing uh, personal training, continuing massage therapy courses. I have to attend, but, you know, I can't do that in person. Yep. So I I feel for the students and the students, um, I would say, don't get caught up in all this, um, you know, the social problems, the health problems, the um, political problems. Because you're a student, you have to uh, prepare yourself to serve the world yep. in the best way possible. And that's going to take you learning what you need to learn you know don't put off your learning grab a book grab whatever you need you know you have the internet now go learn go learn 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 about everything you can use this time to do that don't use this time to sit on the couch and and play games you know because this is a very serious situation and it's going to take a lot of bright minds to figure this out and we don't need people uh, succumbing to mental health problems which I also see a lot of now, drugs, alcohol, and just, you know, exacerbation of their underlying mental health problems. Yep. Yeah, well, the nice part about Southern Connecticut offers online classes. Their master's program is strictly online, which is great. The only thing I feel bad for is student-athletes. A former student-athlete, you know, cutting your season short or not playing your season, it's a mentally, it's a mental challenge, and, and they just got to fight through it and be strong until this is over. Yeah, I mean, stay young and healthy, you know, and that's that goes it. for the 80 year olds. That's it. You know, stay young and healthy, you know, because that's how you survive. Definitely. You know, uh, if you let this affect you uh, uh, physically or mentally, 
you know, you're not gonna, um, you know, your chances of survival are less. You know, uh, even if you keep on living, your your mind's not gonna be right. Yep. Well, Dr. Jeff Norwood on today talking about sports and COVID-19 recovery through college and professional sports. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your knowledge. Thank you for coming on today, and uh, we'll hear from you soon. You're welcome, Sean. Stay safe. Take care. Thanks. Guys, thanks for tuning in. SCSU podcast for another episode. We'll be back on tomorrow. Stay tuned. Thank you.